Living it up with Teresa is designed with the cool chicks in mind. Are you serious? Her hope is that you will desire to pursue God's presence in your life. What? After hearing of her experiences with Him or from listening to great comeback chick stories from her captivating guest. That's amazing. This is Scott, her loving husband and biggest fan. Oh, that's so sweet, honey. Now here's my awesome and beautiful wife, Teresa. I just want to say thank you to everybody that's listening today. And I just have to, have to tell you that intro is so Scott and I were just corny people. So I just wanted to just start off with that. It's brand new, but we love it. And we hope that you do too. And hope it's not a deterrent for you because that is so us. And I just want to say thank you to my husband for humoring me and in, in doing that. And uh, to our engineer, Robert, who, who helped us with that. And set this whole thing up. He's actually here in the studio today. Hi, Robert. Hello. <laughs> He's sitting in on my conversation. It's supposed to be a girl thing, but, you know, we let an occasional guy in with Troy. And uh, we're just glad you're here. Anyway, thanks again for tuning in. I'm so excited about these podcasts that I get to do with um, some really special women in my life. And today, this this particular broadcast is for all the single gals out there. Um, we don't want you to lose hope when it's in your heart to believe for a mate. We don't want you to be mad at God. We don't want you to give up. What we want for you to do is to land in that place with him where you're so happy with him that it doesn't really matter anymore. And that's exactly what happened with Amy. But at the same time, God went ahead and, and brought the man of God that she'd believed in for into her life. But she had reached that place of singleness, and we're going to talk about all that today. But but my point is, is we um, love all the single women out there and the ones that are believing for a mate. We hope today that this increases your faith and keeps you hopeful and that God will work through Amy and, and myself to maybe um, hear, you know, say something that you haven't heard before that you could apply to your life. There's no guarantees. And we're not promising anybody a mate, but we sure um, have some things to say that we both experienced while we were single that we believe um, you, God wants you to know. So thanks for being here, Amy. Thank you for having me. You're so welcome. Well, I'm excited for you because Amy's she's been on a journey now for going on three years mm-hmm. and uh, haven't been single. Can I say your age? Yes. Amy's, Amy was single for 43 years. Yes. And it's true. Reached that place where it's okay, but before she reached that place, she did a lot of soul searching, and, and and had the humility enough to 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 let the Lord know that what she was doing was not working, and decided, you know, I'm I'm not going to try one more thing. I'm just gonna I'm gonna give it to Him, and that's what she did. And I'm happy to announce that she's getting married in uh, yeah November the 14th. That's coming up. That's right. So we're just gonna back up now and just talk about amy what what has your single life been prior to now that you're 43 prior to this where you're at right now in your life that you had believed your whole life for what what was going on well i just felt like um you know being single i just i would you know obviously have dates and everything like that but i just felt like i was hitting a brick wall because i kept doing the same thing over and over again which wasn't um which wasn't working for me obviously and so um you know i prior to now i just um 
I just thought I just took it into my own hands like what what could I do what could Amy do the next time and it kept I kept doing that and I kept thinking okay this isn't working so what does Amy do the next time and it was more like a, a vicious cycle you know like I said hitting a brick wall so I, that's how I felt before you know I, would, I just felt like I was hitting a brick wall and getting nowhere mm-hmm. you know so well I had the pleasure of seeing this whole journey and I know with you God literally dropped Amy on my front doorstep literally literally and that point in time she had reached what we call rock bottom and her eyes were open enough to see others who she had you know come to know who what she would see that she wanted and i let her know right up front that when she was in our home it hasn't always been like this that i had come to you know gone to hell and back and this was not my first marriage this was my second marriage but i let her know the journey that i was on to bring me to this point but it really wasn't anything you and i were doing you were just ready and the holy spirit led you to me right and with that i just have to say right off the bat everybody listening amy had one thing that's crucial and that was humility she had a teachable spirit and she'd reached that point where like she'd already said what i was doing was not working and it's so key ladies it's so key same thing happened to me and it was a huge huge thing for me to overcome because pride is involved and shame is involved but when you finally get to that point where you're like i can't do this anymore i'm going crazy that's the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over, thinking in this case that it was going to change. Yes. So you had that change. spirit of humility, teachable spirit. Right. I just felt like I needed to, um, I just wanted to learn. Mm-hmm. I, it was more like I was just thirsty to learn how can I make, how can I make myself better. Um, and I think that that was the key. You know, I was ready at that, at that time. Mm-hmm to um you know just learn and learn how to love you and learn how to love me that's the most important thing because if you can't love yourself then you can't love another human being that's right you know so and that to me was very important Mm -hmm. and and again she was willing to listen and to be to be taught um the prior relationships were not based upon God really bringing those those particular men into your life at that time and you've come to find out they were guys which is not what you want right we want a man there's a big difference ladies yes there's a difference between guys and man (laughs) believe me yes there is there is but you also had something that you've had to admit to and that was that you had stinking thinking yes I had I had stinking thinking (laughs) which got me nowhere so I was ready to start um you know start thinking in a in a positive way and to have god help me with my thinking you know so that i can um have peace in my life you know i was ready um i wasn't ready prior um you know god kind of revealed to me that that i was ready so you know single ladies out there um god will reveal to you when you are ready you know and you got to take that you got to take the the time to um ready ready for ready for what ready for marriage or ready for a relationship Mm -hmm. of any any kind you know and um so god kind of revealed to me that when i was ready he just kind of let me know so i want to ask you what what were those 
thoughts and how did you combat those thoughts of feeling you know despair is a word that Mm -hmm. is part of this and Mm -hmm. i had felt it at my at certain times too when i was suddenly single after being married for almost 17 years and those feelings of despair when everybody around you is getting married everybody is having children and here you are talk about that well i mean you know i did have those feelings of despair and you know every all of my all of my high school friends and all of my friends were married and I just felt like I didn't have anything in common with them, um, you know. So I kind of, I kind of moved away from them because I didn't have anything in common with them. So, um, and, and how did you feel when you were in the room with them? I just felt like I couldn't, I could not talk to them because I, I didn't have anything in common with them, you know. A forty-something-year-old single person in the room with with all these women who have had more more experiences in life and have been married um will you could you say that you could admit to feelings of jealousy and envy oh yeah and there were jealousy there was self-pity um resentment and all of those feelings you know were, and we're not here to preach to anybody but those oh, are no. those are hidden hidden things in our heart that god knows about and those those have to be dealt with as well as have to be taken to him right right and so you know when i was in the room with them i just i like i said i I just felt like i didn't have anything in common with them and i felt like my opinion didn't really matter and so and that was you know that wasn't a healthy attitude Mm -hmm. not at all you know um because you know, now I can be in a room with these women and be inspired every every minute. Mm-hmm. Um, they just have taught me so much in life in general mm-hmm. and how to love, yes. you know. And, and I want to say this, too, because when I went through some of these things during my suddenly singleness, during those times when you feel so alone and feel like, why me? What's wrong with me? And you look at everyone that seems to be perfect and you think they have the perfect marriage and they've got the, when you come, when you can come back into reality and realize nobody's got a perfect marriage, nobody's got a perfect family, everybody has their own set of circumstances and problems. And right. once I accepted that that was true, that helped me so much, right? Right. I mean, it helped me out tremendously that... You know, nobody's perfect and no relationships are perfect. So um, I started, you know, I started learning the um, the good things about people's relationships and wanting that and wanting to work at, you know, making my relationships like that, you know, um, in the future. Um, and then I started the things that were bad in their relationships or whatever are things that I didn't want. I didn't want to have in a relationship you know so i kind of took the i used the good and just kind of got rid of the bad you know which is a huge um a huge thing that single women need to do is that they just need to you know be around um you know married women to have them inspire them and and say you know they need to they need to humble themselves and ask some questions that's it you know like why is it working for you Mm -hmm. Um, what is it why like the big question that I would ask is like if I knew a couple had been married for a long period of time I would say what is what what is the key what makes y'all's relationship work Mm -hmm. and um, I would be interested in knowing what they 
what they would say, both the woman and the man, so that I can learn. Right. You know, and to this day, I'm still, that is a question that I ask mm-hmm. couples, yes. you know, that I know that I've been married for a long time and not necessarily a long time. You know, I just ask them that question and see what they say mm-hmm. and, and just kind of learn from it. Mm-hmm. You know, what is God, what did God reveal to me by listening? Okay. You know, I think the big key thing for single women is listening, you know, take a few minutes and listen, you know. Um, humble your heart to listen. I mean, that's the, that's the key thing. Okay, so as good teachers, we want to back up here. So mm-hmm. number number one was, you know, admitting what I'm doing is not working. Mm-hmm. Number two, having enough humility to do something about it. Okay, so what did you do? Now you're at the third part of this. When you got past those two things, what was it that you did as far as, here where you are you got into a mentoring program and not everybody you know is where we are from mm-hmm. but getting into that let's discuss that how through that what all God revealed to you that caused you to really actually be grateful that you hadn't been married up until this point right, right. because of the things you discovered about yourself right I mean um through the mentoring ship um which I'm totally grateful for um you know, I learned things about myself, like, um, you know, being single for so long, you had that selfish attitude, and I, I started seeing qualities of myself. You know, I'm kind of being selfish. I kind of need to not not be selfish. What can I work on to not be selfish? Um, because when you're single, you don't have to really worry about it, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and I think the, the big thing, too, um, you know, in the mentoring ship, too, is that I learned um, that if you, you know, everybody has their opinion and you need to listen to them when they want you to listen to them, you know, because as a single person, you don't really have to worry about listening because you're, it's just you. So to take a few minutes out and to really realize what are they saying, you know, and and I think the um, the other thing that I've I've learned too is um, definitely how to how to love myself so that I can love other people because you can't give away something that you don't have right um, so and you know you know obviously through the 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 mentorship too is you know I'm I'm t- I'm going to be honest with you single ladies out there I I mean. I had to work through some. Um, I had to work through some father issues, and I think I, you know, single women out there, that is the key thing too. You need to realize that, you know, you have you have dad issues, and you need to work it out before you can actually love somebody, you know. Um, and for me, I had to I had to work it out, and then once I worked out, obviously the the father issues. I learned how my heavenly Father loves me so much, and um, and then once I saw how much He loved me, I was able to love somebody else, mm-hmm. you know. And I wouldn't have been ready, you know, during uh, prior to this because I didn't know how to love, mm-hmm. you know. Right. And so, um, and just the the mentorship has also taught me to um, that definitely men are different than women (laughs) and they think different 
than the women and I you know through the mentorship that was one of the things that I learned too is mm -hmm. that you know um, we need to respect men for their how they think and um, and you know and I kind of better understand how they think and that helps me to communicate you know with them a whole lot a whole lot more I, I, so, and, and, and again me being part of this journey with you mm -hmm. you laid it all out there and everybody's got their own set of issues and, and for those of y'all that maybe you're short amy's like four foot eight okay right. that was something that we needed to work through amy also has a hearing impairment that was something else that we needed to work through so it's like all cards on the table let's not right. get stone let's turn over every stone dot every i cross every t forget that forget the part about the husband Mm -hmm. Let's get back to getting you to be where God wanted you to be, which was a whole person. So you'd have a whole person to give if that was how he chose to bless you one day. Right. I mean, I had to work out. <laughs> Those were some secrets. Right. I had to work out, you know, um, I had to be comfortable in my own skin with my my disability. and. But you had to let it be known that you had one because for the longest, I didn't even know. I just remember thinking, she listens so intently when I talked to her, and I right. didn't realize she was kind of reading my reading my lips. And then right. I, when it all came together, I was like, well, why didn't you tell me this? But you had experienced quite a bit of rejection or fear of that when people would know that. And mm -hmm. so once we got that out and you found freedom in that, I mean, Amy tells everybody now. And it's just part of her story. Right. And I mean, I had to, feel, to help other people. Right. I had to feel comfortable um, being able to let people let people know because if they were going to reject you for that amy you didn't need that those kind of people in your life that's right. that's not of true friendship that's right. a very shallow conditional relationship nobody needs that that's not jesus type of love right and you know you mentioned the heights too that <laughs> i mean a lot of people i finally found someone shorter than me <laughs> um i mean a lot of people a lot of people think that they have to take care of you because mm -hmm. you look like a child mm -hmm. and so and i'm like that is so that pretty much that was something i had to yeah. work through too i mean i had to start have, making my voice known mm -hmm. you know um i've i you know in the past it was like okay they're not i mean they don't want to listen to me so now i feel like i have a voice and i speak it when I need to, mm -hmm. you know, um, yeah, you go to a store and somebody bumps into you. That gets so old. I know it does. They <laughs> back into you. You're like, hello, I'm here. I know <laughs> we're not victims here. We're just letting you know, tell people what it's like. Yeah, if That's you could it. see it from our perspective, that right. would be great. <laughs> right, right. So, but those were some again, mainly the thing about your hearing impairment. That was a secret, and ladies, those secrets, all those kinds of things, they need to be, they need to come out, they need to be exposed because, you know, what you, you in, in order to be in a relationship, it, you know, you have to say. I know when Scott and I met on our second date, we said, "Here it is, this is," and we just threw up on each other, so to speak. Of, this is what you're going to get with me right. and if we come to that place in our life with if we were rejected by the other person that's not who god had for us to begin with but we were not going to go into this marriage with a bunch of secrets right and i think that that's um i'm glad you brought that up because um in the mentorship i've learned um you know through guidance 
you know, I learned what the important things that I needed to say when I went on that first date yeah. or that second date. Mm-hmm. You know, what what they needed to know. Um, because, yeah, you have a tendency to hide things, but those are the things that you need to be upfront about. Mm-hmm. Because if you hide them, then that they're going to they're gonna come up eventually, mm-hmm. and it's not going to be pretty. Well, I like to say you're as single as your secrets. Well, yeah, and um, that was that that was the main thing that you told me mm-hmm. when I was going through the program was, you know, you need to be honest with them, be be honest with them up front, and then that way you're laying the cards on the table right there, mm-hmm. and that's going to help you so much because either they're going to like you. Or they're not going right. to like you, That's and they're it. just going to walk out the door. And guess and what? They've got stuff, too. Yes. <laughs> so, I mean, that was that was the one thing I had to learn is that, like, prior to the mentoring ship, you know, dating for me was I felt like I had to hide all these flaws. Mm-hmm. You know, I felt like I couldn't be myself. Well, I couldn't be myself because I wasn't, I wasn't revealing things that I needed to. Mm-hmm. You know, that I needed to be upfront about, you know, like my hearing, my, you know, and other issues, you know, dad issues or whatever. You know, you need to lay the cards out. Yeah. You've got to take a risk. And if the person that you choose, you believe God has brought into your life to confide in, if they choose to go the other way, that's not who God has for you. That's whether it's a friend or a mate, because honesty is healing. That's right. going to bring healing to you. That's what he talks about in James. Confess. And that's right. that's not a real pretty word, so we'll, let's call it something else. You know, um, just talk. Right. <laughs> just be honest about right. what what it is that's going on because there is nothing like, and you're not there yet, but I'm, I've told you this before, there is nothing like the pressure of a marriage to pull up to the surface what you can keep managed and simmering while you're single and then you put two people under the same roof with their demons and now they're trying to fight all these demons and they don't know how but the pressure of a marriage is what single people don't understand it will bring to the surface problems and i personally believe that's why there's so many problems in marriages that can't be resolved is because this stuff wasn't dealt with prior to and then you couple financial issues on top of that and job issues and then you bring children into it when all this stuff you're like and all this time you had this issue with your dad going on all this time or there was an issue with pornography going on all this time or there was sexual abuse or whatever going mm-hmm. alcoholism why you know this needs to come out and you take a risk and you trust god not that person you trust that god has brought someone into your life that you can confide in because that's when the healing and the fog starts to starts to lift and you can begin to see clearly right right and i just want to say you know i'm going to add on to what Teresa said and i don't single people it does not take a month to get to know somebody it takes longer than mm-hmm. a month you know and i'm not i'm not suggesting a time frame or whatever but you know it does take time to get to know somebody's their their not so good qualities and not only that but it also takes time for you to realize your not so good qualities and that takes time so what you need to do is you need to sit back and relax and just let the holy spirit move into you 
and ask God, what does he want you to learn during this time mm-hmm. while you're being single? Mm-hmm. You know, because you're not going to, you're not going to ever, you know, like Teresa would tell me when we were going through the, you're not, you need to cherish this time right now because you're not going to be able to get it back. Mm-hmm. You know, take this single, the single time that you have right now and really press into the Bible and learn, you know, learn the Bible and learn about yourself. Let the Holy Spirit just move into you and learn who these, you are in Christ. And yeah, learn how you are in Christ. And who how he he designed you to not put up with certain things. How he designed you to be loved and cherished and to be loved by a man who's going to be willing to take a bullet and die for you. Right. That's the truth. You know, because if he's not, that's not God's design either. Right. You know? I mean, you don't want to, you know, end up with somebody that is not willing to take a bullet for you. Mm-hmm. I mean, you want to marry a man who is who is a godly man who will fight for you. And, you know, the Bible says that a man is supposed to love their their wife like he loves the church. And so many men don't know what that means. Yeah. And there, you know, there are so many... There are so many, I agree with you, there are so many men out there that don't know what that means. And that's a different podcast that my husband will will be more than happy to record and has planning to because we've discovered that most men don't know what that means. And Robert's over here shaking his head off. I think his head's going to come off. He's shaking it. Yes, so much. It's true. And and just a sidebar, there's so many things about that in the Bible that we've heard all these scriptures a lot of our life and don't really know what that means so anyway that's just another another deal and it's nobody's fault it's just uh, too many assumptions are made that we know what certain things really mean when we they we don't right and i just want to take this time to talk to the single women out there the key thing um in the bible that it says for women to do is to respect their husbands mm-hmm. and ladies it's it's um that's not real easy to do i mean God gave, God gave um, something that women need to work on. You know, he wants them to work on that, but he also, at the same time, he gave, he says in the Bible, he gave men something to work on, too, that is hard for them to do. You know, like men, you're supposed to love your, your wives like you love the church, and then women, you're supposed to respect your husbands. Well, if you really do look at it, I mean, God, God you know, gave gave you know that bible script scripture to women because he knew that it was something that women needed to work on and he also gave that bible verse to men Mm -hmm. because he knew that that was something that they needed to work on and if we don't understand those two fundamental things in the in the bible he says respect Mm -hmm. and love for a reason if we don't understand that those are our needs that need to be met then two people are going to go on with this two fundamental unmet needs that god has put in them and and never get it right Right. So respect for us towards them and them love towards us. Right. And, and there's so so many so much to that we don't have time to talk about today, but it's true. Those are the two things. Right. So and those two I mean and those are the two most important things that in order to have a relationship that need to be in the mm-hmm. relationship. Yeah, are, and and and, the, and not to ask you, you know, I'd say I, I mean you whenever god chooses to bring someone into your life and and we decided we were just gonna you know speak it that like that 
you need to look at these men and, and, and look at them and think, can I come under that man's leadership in my home? And if you can't, then you can't give him the respect that he needs. So you right. have to look at him and go, could I really, you know, could I really live with this man when I'm seeing him do all these really dumb things? Right. And then we become like their mom and they hate that. Right. So right off the tat, right off the top, if you can't be under his leadership, don't even go there because he needs you to be able to do that. Well, and I think that that's one of the things that men absolutely do not like is a nagging, is a nagging um, woman behind them. They need they need someone to be behind them, not nagging at them, mm-hmm. because they don't listen to they don't listen to nagging, mm-hmm. you know. So. Uh, you know, we, we keep going off on these. We've got a lot more podcasts we can do on this very thing. But okay, so so here we are. You mm-hmm. you you've gotten the humility. You've you became a teachable spirit. You God has revealed to you through a mentoring program all the things that needed to be exposed in you that you were willing to expose and take a risk with me. Mm-hmm. After we built trust, the fog beginning to began to lift. The more honest you were with me the more god moved in your life and then you could begin to be honest with him and realize who you were in him right so now we you've gone through this program for a year and a half right yes and i can honestly say that she landed on her feet with her eyes open the world became in color again Mm -hmm. and here's what else is key to being mentored in your situation was being aware of what's going on just being aware being present and and you know we'll get together like today i said all right show me where are you and we're like what do you mean well we're at the pool okay show me three things here while we're out here and you're like then it whereas before it's like you're just totally thinking about work or totally thinking about how bad your life is or or thinking about what you need no be be present and you become aware and when you become aware then you have discernment about people Right. More so than you did before. And you're like, oh, that's how come. Oh, I didn't see that before. Oh, you know, it's like when I was when I was back out there again, I mean, right in the very beginning, one thing with Scott, I noticed, did he keep his word just with me on return saying he would call when he said he was going to call? And at Mm -hmm. that time, we weren't even texting yet. Did he send the email when he said he was going to send the email? Yes. So if he was faithful in those little things, chances are, you know, he was an honest man. Well, he was going to, he was going to, if he kept his word with the small things, he was going to keep it with the the big things. But see, here's what, here's what you do in desperation. I can change that. I can overlook that. No, 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 no. Those are flags that God is showing you. You can still choose. It's up to you, but he's still showing you. You know what? Here in this little thing, he didn't keep his word. Eh. Keep going. For me, I met Scott on eHarmony, so I just, some of those other ones, I just uh, closed them out. Because the, those fundamental things in the beginning, they, they couldn't get right. But I had to be willing to, to let go of that thought, well, this might be the only one. <laughs> if it's the only one, I'd rather be single. Right. I mean, and, and that's <laughs> another thing that the mentorship helped me is to find those, you know, to look for key yeah. things. Um, when I went on those first dates, the key things, and if it, you know, if he if he didn't keep his word, for example, then I knew he wouldn't he wouldn't keep his word in general. So why mm-hmm. am I wasting my time? That's right. You know, and I didn't. I had the attitude like I was really gonna, I was really ready to find the mate 
that I wanted to spend the rest of my life with, you know, and I had, I didn't have expectations and I started, there was a, there was a time in my life, you know, when I, I had finished the mentorship that there, a very important prayer that I kept praying, God send, help me to become a better mate to my future husband prepare me for him yeah prepare me for him and i kept saying that prayer over and over again and um and and god really moved because he really showed me the areas that i needed to work on you know um i'll give you an example like god during that time god kind of revealed to me i'm not i'll be honest with you i'm not a very good cook okay (laughs) so god kind of revealed to me that was an area that i needed to work on and so I started, you can find tons of recipes online. And, and so I started, I started, you know, looking at recipes. I started cooking meals for my parents, okay? And they were like, why is she doing this? Mm-hmm. And I go, I'm just learning. I just want to learn how to cook, Yeah, yeah. you know? It necessarily have to be for your future mate, but that's just a good thing to know. I mean, that's, right. you know, just a good thing to know as an adult woman how to cook. Right, and I had so much fun learning. Yeah. I, and to this day, yes. I have so much fun learning how to, mm-hmm. how to cook, and how do I better, how do I, how do I make the food better? Mm-hmm. I'm always asking, you know, if I fix something, is it good? Let me know. What do I need to add? You know, and um, so you know, God kind of really moved in helping me to, you know, learn that about myself. You and, know, and one thing we discussed was was getting involved in some really wholesome things in your spare time and you would you know help out at a nursing home maybe go and volunteer for someplace else and that's a great way to meet some really awesome people and that's what drew me to scott because i found out in his spare time as hard as he worked he was going to homeless shelters and feeding feeding people who had no food and all of the things that go along with that and i thought man I, that's the kind of heart that i was drawn to you know yeah. i look what are these men or guys or whatever doing in their single time Right, I mean, and that was that's the most important thing, ladies. What are they doing? It tells a spare, lot about them. Mm-hmm. What are they doing in their spare time? Mm-hmm. I mean, are they playing video games? Are they doing porn? Are they doing other things? I mean, what are they doing? You know, that is a that is a very big question that you need to ask. But here's the thing: but they go, "But I can change that," like we said before. But you have to realize: can you live with that? If you can't change him, can you live with that? Because it is what it is. You've got to look at the whole picture and go, this guy, this man may never change. Can I live with this? If the answer is no, you need to move on. And God will give you the strength to move on. It's better to be single than be with this that you can't live with. And you know that. Don't go into it thinking you can change him. God is the only one that can do that. And that may not be his plan. <laughs> right, exactly. I mean, Because it may do. not be willingness on the, other, the man's part. Yeah, you need to go in it with saying, I mean, not wanting to change them, ladies. That's a big thing. You don't, I mean, you That's don't want to change them. That's right. You know, they will be changed when they are ready. Mm-hmm. And God will reveal that. And maybe God hasn't revealed it to them yet so okay so you went through the program Mm -hmm. and we just we're talking about this one because it's this is what we do we encourage you whoever you are out there even on the other side of the world just pray for one for you too Mm -hmm. so you landed on your feet 
we moved you out of your parents' house. You were even still living at home. Right, right. Moved her out of her parents' house, and she got to a place where she was living by herself mm-hmm. and taking responsibility and stepping up to the plate and taking charge of your life because in Amy's situation, because of her availability, because she wasn't married, didn't have children, she had to learn I have a life and be okay to let other people know that and set some boundaries so that you could begin to grow. And that was something that you really had to work on and pray through because that was not your natural bent. Amy has the gift of mercy and people can sense that and know that. And we can be taken advantage of not a lot of times it's not even on purpose, but Mm -hmm. it's because they're so available. But see, this is what I learned about being single. I really didn't have the time because I did everything. Everything when I was on my own, like you found when you were on your own, there wasn't anybody to help me. You know, if the car was out of gas, I had to put gas in the car. If the car needed to be washed or I was out of groceries. Yeah, it was on me. And so you had to set those boundaries up with people to go, look, I don't have the kind of time that you think I have because I'm doing all this stuff. Right. So that was something that you needed to learn, and you did. And I want to encourage single gals out there to set up boundaries for yourself so that you don't continue to fall through the cracks and go, what happened to my life? Right. I mean, boundaries is is an important thing because once I started setting those boundaries, I, I started feeling myself. I started finding myself more. And it, it and it helped me so much. I started to grow more in Christ, you know, through Christ's help and His love and mercy. I was able to grow, and um, there's nothing like it. I mean, I there's nothing like it. I mean, I started growing tremendously, and it's a struggle to 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 this day to keep those boundaries, but. I have the tools now to where I can where I can do that, and I'm around loving people um, that who help want me, you to have a life, right? Who want me to have a life, and that help me um, when they see me going, you know, like off the road. There, they they say they're pretty honest yeah. with but, me. But, and when you're able to do that, you in turn gain the respect of others. They begin right. to see you as, oh, Amy does have a life. Oh, we want her to be happy. And, yeah, she's right. She does need to get in bed earlier. She is supporting herself. Right. Instead of what, you know, oh, let's just call her. She's right. available because she's single. It's so not like that. Right. Right. So. Okay. So there you go. So she's on her own now and living life and deciding if it's just you and god for the rest of your life you're totally cool with that she even quit her job or even switched jobs yes during that whole course so amy was willing to take a lot of risk and just continuing to show god if he shut doors she was okay with it because he knew she knew a window would open someplace right and um then what happened wow where do i start um then I, um, a loving man who was in the mentoring program also, um, we started, we started, you know, talking again because we had, we had broken up and then, um, we started talking again and we started, um, developing back this relationship that we had. And, um, the big thing for us is we were, doing it the right way and the thing too that was attractive to you was the fact that he had enough humility to be mentored right that's that, a big thing ladies right um 
I was just attracted to him because he had been through the, the mentoring shift and that let me know that he was humbling himself um, to where he wanted to learn how to be better and even get closer to God. Mm-hmm. And that's a big thing. Because and I would say, ladies, I'm sorry, Amy, mm-hmm. whether it's you call it mentoring or whatever it is, these men that you are considering to be your mate, find out if they have accountability partners. That's the so most important that they thing. They have good, good, sound, honest men who are speaking into their life. Well, and I had known, I, I know his accountability partner personally, so I knew, I knew what, um, I, I knew that what he, the program, that the, the program was working for him because I could see how he, um, he was just happy um, and he was set free of certain things and um, just his love for God started attracting me to him even more mm-hmm. you know yeah of course and the fact that we both wanted to do it the right <clears throat> way and um we we wanted to do it the right way was even a bonus yeah you know so yeah okay so that decision was also made because you guys were both following peace Mm-hmm. And when you're mi- mixed up inside and you've got all these secrets and all these things that you aren't dealing with, there is no peace. And I like to call peace the umpire in my life. Right. In order for us to have peace, we've got to be whole and peaceful on the inside. Right. And that will stem from you making right choices and, and making choices with God's wisdom and to where you know I'm, I'm following peace and if you don't have peace you don't even have to know why you just go I don't even have to know why I just don't have peace about this and right. don't do it right and and so um we had our, our first well I call it the second we call it this the second first date um at Starbucks and that's when we started um letting each other know um we started doing it basically mm-hmm. starting all over again and we started um, just, you know, basically just letting each other know our faults and our strengths. You know, we just kind of let it all out there, you know, um, which we didn't do prior to this. Uh, for fear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that was our mistake prior. Yes. So this time we went, we met at Starbucks and we just kind of, we stayed there for a couple of hours and just told each other all of our faults you know just laid it on the table and we're willing to take a risk we are real we were willing to take a risk trusting god and trusting god and if um, it didn't work that's not who he had for y'all right and so we did that and we started um we started getting more comfortable with with each other because we had peace and we had been through the program so we had the tools on how to um how to put God first. That's the most important thing, single people. You have to put God first. You know? And what does that mean to you? What does that mean to me? Um, It means um, having devotional time, prayer time. Um, You know, you live in this busy world, and so you have to balance your time with, you know, you have to take the time to read your Bible and worship and get even closer to him. And then when you get closer to him, you get closer to 
your mates when they come, you know, and that's the most important thing. I mean, I find if I'm, you know, God reveals to me when I need to take time with him, Mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit just kind of moves in me and says, okay, you've been busy, you need to slow down and you need to have some time with me but when you're a mess inside you can't even just you can't even discern what that is it's just another feeling that you run from right right i'm not comfortable i don't want to be here by myself let's so-and-so invited me or i heard about this i think i'll go go do that instead of dealing with this thing right right exactly Mm -hmm. so now you determined that that thing that was being you were sensing all the time was God wooing you to him, drawing you to him. So, so he, he could love you into wholeness. Right. And reveal all of these things to you and who you are in him and that he wanted the best for you and, and your value and your worth and, and all of those wonderful things. And when you, you know, become whole in him and realize, man, my dad is the king of the universe that makes me a princess. That bring, I'm valuable, and I I expect the best. You right. know, I don't want the bottom of the barrel. That's not who he made me to be. Right. I mean, and I know I I'm I'm better at determining that when he wants me to spend, spend time with me, I really listen to that. Mm-hmm. I really listen to it. Whereas before, I didn't know what that feeling was. Now I understand what it is. So it was there. You just didn't know what it was. Right. And so now I know that it's the Holy Spirit moving in me and wanting me to spend time with my Heavenly Father. So the void that you had, see, which was that not Him drawing you to you, to Mm -hmm. Him, you would choose to fill that by going and getting overly busy in someone else's life or going and getting involved in this to not just not go there right i mean i would just get overly busy Mm -hmm. and i wouldn't know what that that feeling was Mm -hmm. now i know what Mm -hmm. it is Mm -hmm. and that's um and to me that helps me so that i can still i can have peace in my life right so i know that and so when i have that feeling of i need to get closer with him i just do it Mm -hmm. like this past weekend i knew I was, you know, I I was telling someone, I really need to go to Starbucks and just read my Bible. I really need to get into the Word. And so um, when I went to Starbucks and I did it, it was just like, oh, I was so, I was so happy because the Holy Spirit really, you know, revealed things, you know, to me, you know, Um, because I had, I had went to church Saturday and through the worship music, God was revealing to me. You know, you really need to spend time with me. Mm-hmm. And so I Sunday morning, that was like one of the first things that I did was like, I got to go to Starbucks. I have to go to Starbucks and start reading and getting into the word. Mm-hmm. And I felt so much happier mm-hmm. after I did that. It was just like a sense of relief. And, and we want to encourage you ladies to know that your Bible is more than a book. Mm-hmm. Your Bible is alive. It's living. It is it is it is the lord it is mm-hmm. him and when you're in that word and you open it up you've invited him in before i pray in the morning i open and spend my time with the lord i open it up i open up the word because it's alive and i'm it's like i'm inviting him in so your, your bible is more than just something to and we don't want it to be something where you make a work out of it. Oh, I have to read it. I have to read it. I'm not hearing you say that. I just wanted to romance it a little bit more and say, when you open that up, there he is. 
just open the word up. It's alive. It's him. And bam, you know, he'll start. Those scriptures will come alive to you and your prayer life will be enhanced more because you've invited him in. Right. Right. I mean, it's not just a a task of just reading. I mean, the pages just the pages just start bouncing off Mm -hmm. and the stories just start coming to life. Yes. You know, I can't I can't explain it i mean it's just breathtaking Mm -hmm. that they just come off the pages and come to life you know and you you need to take uh, you know i truly recommend taking a year and a half out of your life and having having being mentored to so that you can um so you can get to know god even more and get to know yourself and we, we encourage people to get the Life Recovery Bible. It's, a, it's the New Living Translation. It's, you can find it in any bookstore. You can find it, you can find it at uh, Barnes & Noble or the Christian bookstores. It's green, and it's called the Life Recovery Bible. In fact, there's a picture of it right now. You can see it. And uh, it, it just is an amazing translation. And for anyone that's working on themselves, it's a, just an awesome translation. Well, and I find this Bible is, um, I, I love this Bible. I mean, for me, it, it helped me to understand the stories even mm-hmm. more. Um, I, I have so many highlights in my Bible. It's ridiculous. Yeah. You know, um, the, the stories come out to life. And I just, I understand it more. Well, these stories are written from a recovery standpoint of these Bible characters that had the same issues. There's women in there that were single, Mm -hmm. men in there that were struggling with pornography. At that time, they didn't call it that, but lust, people that were struggling with alcoholism, you know, with anger and unforgiveness and bitterness. And the characters are known for, for these kind of things, but God still did amazing things in their life, but they're just like us. The struggles are the same even back then. Right. And I find the cliff notes in the Bible to um, help me to understand mm-hmm. it even more. I mean, it works for me. Yes. And I would recommend it for anybody, for everyone out there mm-hmm. to get it. So, mm-hmm. well, Again, I'm I'm just so proud to have been on this journey with you, and um, it's just been an amazing thing to watch. And Amy continues to press into the Lord, and when she does that, you know, she's she and Robert both, you know, have learned what they're going to need as far as uh, being prepared for marriage. And and you know, y'all learn more things after you're married, and pick it up from there. But for now, where you are as a, as a single and engaged gal now who's somebody's fiance you've come a long way baby oh yes i have (laughs) thank you is there something that you would like to say before we end this amy to the gals out there listening well i would i i I have to say to you know basically to keep your your chin up and to to not think of this you know this time in your life as some kind of dreadful dreadful you know time in your life but to take it as a (coughs) opportunity to um, to press into the Lord and to get even closer to the Lord so that um, you can prepare yourself for that mate. Get to know yourself. Get to know yourself because you're not going to have, once you find the mate, you're not going to have <laughs> that. You can't take that. You can't take mm-hmm. that time back. Yeah. You know, so, and I would like to, before we end, I would like to say a prayer to the single women out there. Sure. I think that would be great. 
Okay, so um, single women, single men out there, I'd like you to just kind of bow your heads and um, just kind of say this prayer with me. I pray that while I am single, may you be the one to whom I, I am married. Lord, when I get lonely, may you, through the Holy Spirit, be the one who comforts my heart. And when I need someone to talk to, may I also find comfort as well as pleasure in talking to you. As I talk to you, may you speak continually back to my heart, and may you be my daily companion who keeps me, who keeps me company as you walk with me each and every day. In your precious name, amen. Beautiful. Thank you, Amy. Mm -hmm. No problem. Well, all you single gals out there, we sure love you. We want to invite you to an event that we have coming up on Saturday, October the 17th. It's going to be a big deal, ladies. Let me tell you, there's going to be coffee. <laughs> there's going to be coffee. There's going to be, um, you know, food. Food, mm -hmm. ladies, food. <laughs> there's going to be great teaching. Amy will be there. Robert will be there. We've got so many things planned some awesome teaching prayer time uh some so it's just some it's just going to be an amazing move of the spirit and so we want to invite you all um we know people are listening from everywhere and the best thing we know that you can do is to email us at info at living it up org and let us know that you would like to be included in our emails we're, we're not putting this on facebook this is all through email we may we may but we don't know for sure but seating will be limited we want as many people that want to be there to be there. This is going to be a powerful, powerful day on a Saturday, probably from 10 until 2. We're still working out the details. It'll be finalized coming this coming Thursday. So we do want to let you know that. Right. And I just want to say if um, any single people out there want me to pray for for you, just um, send an email and let us know. Yeah, that's right. Because we have a, a board members that will be happy to um, pray for you and um, lift you up um, during this time in your life. So right. just remember there, you know, there are people, you know, we are we are here for you. If you if you need prayer, just let us know. Send us an email. That's right. Well, again, thank you, Amy. Thank you for being in this episode with me that we have, again, such a heart for the single gals out there and for the single men. But we're single gals, so obviously we're a little more you know bent on that direction because we know because we're women and i just want you to know that we pray for you every day everybody that's listening you're prayed for every single day we want you to know who you are in christ we want you to press into him we want you to have all that god has put in your heart for you to have we want you to work through all of the things that are holding you back from being who he wants you to be and that is through trust that is through faith and a, and a father who loves you and will never, ever leave you and, and has the best in mind for you. So, anyway, I just don't know what to say in either, except this has been powerful. The Spirit's really moved in here. And uh, until we talk to you again with another episode of Living It Up with Teresa, keep living it up. Well, beginning again.